This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Drotar. Baseball season is upon us. The trade deadline is in the rearview mirror. It reshaped the baseball landscape. And joining us now to look at what that means as far as opportunities today is our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's J-E-N-P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great. You know, that trade deadline was fantastic. I I was actually in Las Vegas, um, placing my bets at the MGM Sportsbook, by the way. And um, wow, it was the news was coming in on Friday, like hot and heavy. And it was fantastic. And you're right. It's going to change a lot about the way that we are seeing games, playing games, betting games. And I just have to say, like, I'm pretty thrilled with the uh, Astros-Dodgers game last night. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it was so interesting. Obviously, here on Sticks and Stacks, one of the things that we do is we do uh, baseball and hockey. Now, of course, the hockey season just wrapped up, and so uh, we won't be looking at that until a little bit in the future when we look at futures uh, as free agency goes along in hockey. But uh, it is interesting to compare it because for years, the hockey trade deadline has really been an event. I mean, it, it's something that you, you plan the whole day around. Networks plan their day around, especially up in Canada. And, and you see all the things that switch, teams move, and the buyers and sellers, and everything that's involved in there. And it and it's really great for the sport. And this trade deadline for baseball is the first one I really compared to hockey, in which it just continued to go all day. You had to stay on top of it. One domino fell, and then the next, and then the next, and then the I next. Mean- and no fewer it really than was, 10 All-Stars, 10 right. All-Stars traded at the deadline. And it really was <laughs> – it, it was great. The attention it brought baseball was great, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even sometimes the, the players who moved. But then some of the odd stories were players who did not move. The Colorado Rockies yeah. had two of the more interesting players in demand at the trade deadline, and Trevor Story, John Gray, they didn't trade – Either of them, they're going to let them walk for compensatory draft picks. Of course, that's why the Rockies are, well, the Rockies. But it is interesting to see how some of these teams look at it. That The Cubs, on the other hand, of course, just shredded that team. Whatever was left of their championship team uh, now is is just basically a memory. And it's it's interesting to see how these teams approach it. And, of course, that has something to do with the way we're going to look at some of these games today. So let's, let's kick it off. Let's start. Yeah. In Texas, but not with your Astros, with the Angels, who find themselves still in the mix. Shohei Otani going tonight on the road against the Rangers. So this is so much fun. I like Otani also for your DFS picks today. I'm I'm picking the Angels over the Rangers, um, basically because, well, they're a much better team. They have Shohei Otani on the mound tonight. He's been excellent all year, minus the one blow up, you know, versus the Yankees. And Texas has Colby Allard on the bump. He's lost his set last seven in a row. And he has an ERA, I believe it's over seven now. Let me check this. Yes, uh, ERA over five. I'm sorry. He's an ERA of 5.32. So here's what's really interesting about this game to me. So Texas is batting a league worst 202 since July, and they have the 11th most strikeouts in that time. But on the other side of this, Otani is batting 277 versus lefties with 13 homers. So 
I just see Shohei Otani getting this done in whatever way possible. And I'm assuming they are going to let him bat as he has been the best bat so far for the team with Mike Trout away. I see the Angels taking this no matter what. Obviously, I would take them on the money line, but that's only minus 175. So one way to turn this into plus money, I like the Angels to win and over five and a half total runs scored in a parlay that pays plus 105 over a bet MGM. I, I like that, and I think that it is a, a good fit for the Angels. Obviously, when you look at the Rangers, that their top home run hitter on the year Gone. doesn't play for them anymore. That's, That's right. Joey Gallo, and he's in New York with the Yankees. So this is a team that that isn't very good. Thirty nine and sixty eight on the year. They're even twenty six and twenty eight at home, which is uh, maybe better than you might think for a team so far under five hundred. But uh, the Angels are obviously a team that is rounding into form now. They're still expected to get. Anthony Rendon and Mike Trout back at some point during the season. Rendon expected a little bit earlier and Trout after that. But if that's the case, you can see how this team could be very dangerous. And so when you look at them and they look at that record at one game under 500 and think, well, they're just not that good. If you haven't been paying attention to them, a lot of that's injuries and, and it does right. hurt their offense. Obviously, the offense would be better with Trout and, and with Rendon. But it's not as if it's a bad team anyway. And tonight, of course, I agree with you. It's just a terrific matchup against another team that just is not really doing anything. In their last 10 games, the Rangers are batting 192. It yeah. looks like a, a pretty uh, – there's never really a layup because in baseball, in 162 right. games, any single game has a, an element of randomness to it. But in general, of course, the reason the season runs so long is because the cream eventually rises to the top. And you can take advantage of that as we get a little better idea of which teams are which now. So that one makes a lot of sense to me. Let's go a little bit to the north, where Toronto, one of the other more intriguing teams trying to make a run and get things cooking, will find themselves hosting Cleveland in their final year as the Indians. Of course, they'll be the Guardians next year. Steven Matz, 8-6, taking the bump for the Blue Jays against J.C. Mejia who's won exactly one game all year, one and six with a 7.60 ERA. <laughs> That's right. So how do you not take the Blue Jays here, right? They're absolutely mashing. George Springer has been locked in. They are finally home in Toronto. Toronto is so excited to finally have their team back. The energy is there. They are young. They made a couple of moves at the deadline that got Jose Barrios. There's just a lot of excitement. So I have to take the Cleveland, I'm sorry, I have to take Blue Jays over Cleveland here. As you mentioned, JC Mejia, ERA over seven and a half. We know that the Jays specifically drill righties. I mean, Vlad is just incredible versus right-handed pitchers. Cleveland, on the other hand, is batting the third worst average in the league, 227 versus left-handed pitchers. So that would be Steven Matz. It's not that Steven Matz is so good. It's that the offense is so good and Cleveland's offense hasn't been so good. So there's a lot of plays I like here. I like Jays on the run line, minus one and a half for 115. But I also really like a bet I saw over on BetMGM again, which is Vlad at three plus total bases at plus 155. Look, this guy is in the running for the Triple Crown. He's going to probably go yard versus JC Mejia today. And I wouldn't even mind trying to put together a bit of a parlay, maybe a three home run parlay for some big money. You know, sometimes you can throw five bucks down and turn it into something big. Last week, uh, someone that listens to our pod messaged me. We put together a three homer parlay. He put down $7. He won 380 
Nice. Uh, yeah. So these things, sometimes they're fun. So I like Vlad. I like Springer. I like Bichette. I like Simeon. I like Teoscar Hernandez. Pick any three of those. Put $5 on it. You know, it, it could be really fun. I do think this will be a good game for the Blue Jays. I'm certainly crossing my fingers for such. So any of those guys, uh, or if you just want to take a shot on one of them, you know, Bo Bichette for a home run pace plus 425. Teoscar Hernandez plays plus 340. So if you parlay those together, it turns into really big money. Uh, on the other side, look, Cleveland does not have a, a lot cooking for them, but you talked mm-hmm. about how bad they are against lefties. Uh, one of the players that is not, however, is Jose Ramirez. Now, granted, right. obviously, he's going to be the right. best player uh, on, on Cleveland, and he's not, not going to be extra cheap in the DFS world. But if you have one of those things where you can get maybe a couple of one of the total bases type uh, mm-hmm. set situations for Ramirez, it might not be a bad fit. His batting average against lefties is actually substantially better than righties against righties. He only bats 236 against lefties. It's 287. He doesn't strike out that often compared to the walks. He's done a good job with that. And even the power numbers are okay. Six of his 23 home runs coming against the lefties in roughly a third of the at bat. So it's not really that outlandish. And when you look at a, a player like Ramirez, someone you might be able to get one of those, you know, to get, uh, one and a half total bases. I do like the chance there because he is one of the few guys, not only is he the best player, but he actually does do better against lefties as well. He does. And he can steal for you too. And that's, yes. that's a lot of excitement as well, especially in your DFS lineup. So if you want to get a value play from this game for your DFS lineups, by the way, I really like Randall Gritchick. He's only 2,300 on FanDuel, and he has 14 bombs this year versus right-handed pitchers. So for 2,300, that's a great shot to take. All right, well, there we have one more matchup that we're going to take a look at, but we'll do that in just a moment on Six Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar. I'm your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S-T-R-O-T-A-R. Of course, if you want to win some money, you can follow Jen Piacenti. <laughs> yes, uh, Jen Piacenti, that's P I A C E N. T.I., congratulations to that listener, by the way, with the big uh, parlay home run hit for the uh, last week. Oh, good to see people go ahead and get those. And and you're right. Sometimes when we look at these, they throw in the dart here and there, as long as, you know, it's something you can afford, something, you know, it's it's a bit of a, a scratch-off lottery ticket, if you will. But they can hit, and they can hit big if the matchups are good. We have another good matchup today. It looks like teams that are evenly matched, but they're going – in slightly different directions out Mm -hmm. in St. Louis, the now 500 Cardinals take on the Atlanta Braves one game under 500. What have you got? I've got the Braves over the cards here. It's, you know, Drew Smiley versus J-Hap. And basically this has to do with the fact that all year targeting J-Hap has worked out. The guy just doesn't have it together. And we saw the Braves go absolutely postal last night on poor John Lester just in the first inning. Braves hit lefties really, really well. Specifically, I'm looking at Ozzie Albies, who's been fantastic, batting 333 with six home runs and four extra bags versus lefties this year. By the way, he's 3,600 on Vandal and I am using him in lineups, but you know, we just have to target hat because he just gets beat up. I know he's been traded now. He's not a twin, but I don't think it helps him at all. You know, Austin Riley, someone I'm looking at uh, new brave Jorge Soler who went yard last night versus lefty John Lester. Now Lester is also a contact pitcher. Uh, Jock Peterson is really good versus lefties this year. His splits are much better versus lefties. He's batting lead off 
there's a lot of reasons to think that the Braves are going to jump out front again. Um, St. Louis is batting only 236 versus lefties. Braves batting 245 versus lefties. I'm actually just going to take the Braves on the money line. It's minus 115. And if you were brave enough to take the run line, which I probably would do as well, minus one and a half is plus 140 for the Braves. So, I, you know, I, I would go ahead and say take the Braves on the run line. Yeah, an interesting addition for bringing Hap in for the Cardinals. The last game he was in, by the way, was a loss for Minnesota. Yeah. 17 to 14, it. giving up nine earned <laughs> runs in three innings. The, the Cardinals add the 38 year old pitcher who now at this point has a, a 6.77 ERA in the year. He's not striking out a lot of guys. Uh, obviously, in his first game with his first team, there's expected to be even a little bit of nerves, even if you are a 38 year old veteran. So it does seem like a, a position where it's a pretty good fit for an Atlanta team that can hit the ball. So, as we look at these three matchups, let's go ahead and refresh our memories. Let's pick out one of the players that you love and one bet that you love in each of these gens, starting with the Angels at the Rangers. Okay, Angels at the Rangers. I like the Angels over the Rangers here. And I like Otani um, basically to either, you know, anchor your DFS team in cash games or... Or if you want to put money on a home run for him or some extra base props, I think he's going to hit well tonight versus lefty Colby Allard. All right. Going back to the north up there, Cleveland heading out to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays and uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Look, we're going to go for Otani. We're probably going to look at Vladimir Guerrero, too. Yeah, you got to go with Vlad here. Three plus total bases at plus 155. That's just a double and a single or one home run. And I think he's going to hit JC Mejia. No problem. I like the Jays to take this game. Uh, minus one and a half is the run line at pays minus 115. So I like the Jays over Cleveland. And I love actually really love all the Jays that I, I don't think you can go wrong. Springer has been locked in. Um, Simeon, Teoscar Hernandez, they all hit righties well. So just Jays, Jays, Jays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have a Texas connection? I'm from Colorado, as they say sometimes uh, in our neck of the woods. A dance with the one that brought you. So that's right. That ends up being that's right. the, your, your Otanis, your, uh, your Guerreros, your Bichettes, uh, Hernandez, all those guys look like a great fit tonight. And then our final matchup, the Braves head to St. Louis, take on the Cardinals. And the Cardinals just don't have the right guy on the mound. They just don't, um, and I feel that the Braves will attack him. So I'm going to take the Braves over cards. Um, I'm going to take him on the run line, minus one and a half or plus 140. And for DFS play, I like Ozzy Albies, who's really good versus lefties. He's 3,600 tonight on FanDuel. If you win, like our listener last week, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, you can reach us on Twitter. You can find me at SDrotar. That's S-D-R-O-T-A-R. You can find Janet, Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. We love to know that we're able to help a little bit. Hey, you know what? If we miss it, that's okay. We, uh, we'll wear that, too. So if you haven't been listening and you're new to the program, uh, thanks so much. We're looking forward to joining you a little later this week for even more opportunities in Major League Baseball. Uh, for Jen Piacenti, I'm sure. Sean Drotron, thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.